Hey, Oomphies. Hey, Welcome to Oomphcast, the podcast where I, Quasi Matt, talk to my oomphs. Today we have Isaac Van de Zandy on with us. How's it going? It's good, Matt. How about you? I'm pretty good. So we know each other for like, or okay, maybe no is a stretch, but we're aware of each other for like a really long time. I think this is the longest of all of my oomphs because we like went to the same elementary school. We know each other from Owatonna Christian School, which is something that I'm like really, really, really excited to talk about because I feel like this was such a formative time for me. So many scary things happened, so many things that I like bring up all the time, things that I feel like changed my life forever. So I I went to this school um, from kindergarten to fifth grade and you were there. um, Oh, kindergarten to second. To second. Okay. So you had, okay, that's like, that's three years. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they do. So this school, just to like, let's try to give everyone a picture of what it's like. Brief overview. Yeah. yeah. So it goes from kindergarten to twelfth grade. But yeah, how many students do you think there actually are in oh, the entire there's, school? There's not like honestly, I don't even know. Like 40, 50? Is that stretching it? I feel like that's accurate because like I remember my my class was the biggest class they'd seen in a really time really long time, and we had fifteen people and. Yeah. But when I was in school there, there was another class that had one person, like literally one person. Yeah, like I think like high school, like there's maybe like two or three in each class. I think yeah. it just absolutely died out as soon as you hit like middle school, high school. Yeah, they like scared every they scare everyone away by like <laughs> eighth grade something. I mean, you got scared away by third grade. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. It was oh, you know, I'm not gonna remember her name. It was um. It was a third grade teacher that I was like, oh, hell no. I just was like, I, I think I literally told my parents, like, this is not good. Like, she freaks me out. And they're like, okay, I guess we're going to homeschool you. I'm like, well, not great either, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you were homeschooled after that. That's interesting. I actually do remember yeah. the third grade teacher because I had her and whatever else. But I mean, not, I guess maybe not. Um, there's no point to mentioning her. Like, no one's going to know. Yeah, no one's Exactly. That's the problem. I hope we don't get caught, caught in that. Just, like, the references. But, yeah, but she... I remember there was, like... There was a reputation going on. Like, I, yeah, I'm not surprised, actually, now that you say that. I forgot. Like, but people were scared. People were scared. Um, but how was it that you ended up at OCS in the first place? Do you know? I guess it's uh, not your decision when you're five, but... Well, that's fair. No, I think... Um, so, I started going to... A, uh, for preschool, actually, I did... E, uh, like an art center in Northfield actually which was like sounds ridiculously bougie and it, <laughs> like it was it wasn't like it was just some basic thing it was cool don't get me wrong but I think my mom was just like against public schools at that point like go figure um and then like I think through mutual friends we knew about OCS probably through Bethel somehow um and she and Bethel is a to, church right yeah yeah, yeah. sorry okay. yeah, Bethel Church in Elatana yeah um and I think she just like figured out like okay we're gonna gonna try it and uh see how it goes because yeah i think she just did not like public school yeah so there was another there was another bigger private school in our town that was like a catholic private school and i my impression was that they got most of the the kids whose parents were just like had this opposition to public school so i think it's interesting that like she found ocs (laughs) yeah true yeah i don't know why i mean i guess it was just because it was uh the other school's catholic that um which again, kind of a weird reason that uh, they she didn't send me there, but I don't know. I mean, it's like OCS is like this interest, like that's why we're talking about, right? Like this interesting niche that like you're like, why are people here? Like, why is this working? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I guess like Bethel Bethel Church is Baptist, and then OCS was yep. was a Baptist church as well, I, so there's some yeah. connection there. Yeah, but um, so this school is 
I was like refreshing myself on what was going on here because it kind of feels like a fever dream. Like it, a lot of things were going on there. So my brother actually went there until eighth grade because my parents were like, our children need a Christian education and like all that and whatever. And they thought that we were going to be like pastors and whatever else. So they have this like dream about us being like hyper Christian for our entire lives. So they put us in the most hyper Christian environment ever. So like, let's, what do you remember about like any weird rules? I mean, we could, let's start with the dress code. Like what, in, yeah. we were literally in like first grade and they were imposing this There's dress code dress on code. us. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, it was like, like, that's like first grade. Like, I don't remember. I just remember it was like very, very different. And like, you know, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. Like, I didn't have that many friends in public school at the time. Um, because like, you know, that's where you, like you make your friends at school, but like, yeah, what does the, what does the website say about that? Like, what does it outline? Yeah. So I, I did take a look at the website. I did, I kind of cheated, but this is actually, this is based on my own memory. Like I do remember this part because I was right. there for a little bit longer. Um, they, so you weren't allowed to wear shorts at all, but you couldn't wear jeans. So like basically for, <laughs> for men, you had to wear khakis or dress pants every single day. And then you had to wear a collared shirt. So for me, that was just a polo because like it's either a polo or a button down. Like that's a little bit extra to wear a button down every day. So like my uniform every day was just like khaki and polo. And then like, I think the women could wear a dress that went past the knees. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, even in high school, I think, oh, and your shirt always had to be tucked in too. Like all my polos had to be tucked in. So even in high school, they were imposing this dress code on everyone, which is just like, To me, it's just really weird. Like, that's not even necessarily a religious thing, but I just don't really understand, like, the unnecessary request for extreme conformity that comes along with having a dress code, especially when you're, like, six years old. True, yeah. Like, and I feel like that's, like, like arguably the most messed up part about the culture, too. And I feel there's something, like, like, even, like, wearing jewelry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so this is something that I looked in the... um, in the handbook and they were talking about is that men... So men can't wear any jewelry at all obviously that's fucking gay and then like women can wear like up to three earrings and men have to have their natural color of hair like not a natural color of hair but your natural color of hair and i think like women just need to have a natural color of hair or something like that but yeah they they have like all these other things that they're you know asking you to do and you you always have to be christ-like there was something about how you can't um you can't discuss movies and music and media that don't honor god in school what like at all this is like still is this like still in the handbook like yes yeah, yeah like this is current like this is now like 2021 yes like i clicked a document that literally said like student handbook it was either 2020 or 2021 yeah, either way yeah either way yeah and like obviously this is something that you can't really police and is probably not really enforced in well, yeah. reality but like but still what does it even mean? I remember one of my classmates, he like wasn't allowed to listen to even Christian music, like Christian rock music. He couldn't listen to it because like the beat and the music was more important than the like worship aspect. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like the message in the song. Yeah. So I feel like they're, they were really like, you can literally only sing hymns and that's all. Oh, did you, did you have like uh, KTIS parents? Wait, what is that? Like, okay, uh, sorry, I should probably explain it. Like, 98.5, everybody in the city. It's, like, the, like, Northwestern radio station. Like, that was all that was in my car, like, from the day I was born. Like, my parents only play that. Oh, is it, like, a Christian station? Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, the main Christian station in the cities. Oh, so we, we always, I would never have, like, 
remembered this and, until you brought it up. But like, we always had this Christian radio station playing, but it was called KJLY. Oh, sure. I think that was like the local one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I guess like there, there's obvious, there's this obvious um, overlap between people who listen to Christian radio and people who like go to OCS. <laughs> yeah, it checks out. It checks out. Do you remember having to study like Bible and stuff too? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I didn't think much of it at the time because I don't know. My parents were like really involved in the church and stuff. So, but yeah, I definitely remember like verses and like, like it was, it was like Sunday school every day. I felt like in a way. Yeah. Wait, so actually, um, let's, let's like contextualize this experience and like, cause I feel like we may have taken relatively different like paths afterward, like to like, let's talk about what you did after. So you go to, you go to public school and then you ended up going back to like a, a religiously affiliated university as well. So obviously you didn't just like totally abandon all of this or something. So let's just kind of talk about like how all that happened for you. Right. Or just like the, like the pipeline to public school. Oh, so public school back to just like another like institution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, the main, I'd like to say the main reason I went to Bethel is because of the, uh, the campus size. I was, I was definitely not the same person I am today. F- uh, five, eh, yeah, five years ago now. Um, and that was definitely intriguing to me. Um, oh wait, and, so just just to clarify, so we're yeah. talking earlier. We were talking about Bethel, a church, but now we're talking about Bethel, a university yes, in the Twin Cities area confusing, in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. To clarify, like I uh, growing up, there's a Bethel Church in Owatonna that I like was really involved in, and my parents were as well. And then uh, when I yeah when I graduated, I went to Bethel University in uh, the same in the Twin Cities. Okay. Yeah. But but in between, you went to public yeah. school. And like I remember yes. this because I mean like obviously I knew we we were in high school at the same time and I think yeah like, we, we one... knew of each other at least yeah yeah, yeah. and then Me there was friends. there was also one point in during OCS and maybe you were like so young that you don't remember this but like my mom gave me a ride to school every single day and like we gave you a ride I think or maybe this was even later no way actually yes because my parents definitely know wait your mom's the butterfly lady right yeah yeah oh god yeah, that's awesome I won't, <laughs> let's talk about that how did that okay happen? yeah I get I can't just not explain that so. No. Wait, so explain, let's, let's get your take first. Like, what does it mean to be the butter, butterfly lady? All I remember is that, like, like, she always brought in, like, the cocoons or whatever, and we, like, grew butterflies. Okay, yeah. For, for the school, right? Like, I don't know. I thought it was really, actually, like, pretty cool at that age. Yeah, so, and this is actually, like, okay, I don't, because of my relationship with my parents, I, like, my intuition is not to frame this in a positive way, but it actually is kind of cool. So I will, I will try to like be generous about this. So my mom is basically like really into monarch butterflies and like she will go out, um, go out into the ditch and find milkweed, which is like what they lay their eggs on. And she'll like pick it, she'll find, identify the eggs and then like pick it and raise them up. Um, through like their early stages of life as caterpillars. And then once they form their chrysalises, she will like put them into individual cups and then sell them usually for fundraisers. Like I think for like three to $5 each, um, she'll sell these chrysalises that like kids and their families can take home. And then they just kind of like watch them as they turn from green to black and then like eventually hatch out into a butterfly. Um, so she basically just does all this work to get a bunch of them, like hundreds and hundreds of them and then like gives them out to people and um, she, okay, so she has, she gives, she puts them in these little cups and she has this like info sheet that says like how to take care of them. But the info sheet also of course says like, 
admire the beauty of God's creation because it has to, it can't just be like something fun for the community. It has to be like a a conversion. Yeah, it has to be like fucking evangelism. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah, so my my mom ended up like knowing a lot of people. Yeah, through that. Did she do that just for OCS or like, like, how did she, what all did she associate with? Um, she did it. I think she did it for OCS at one point. She also did it for like the early childhood family education center. I don't know. We called it oh. yeah, ECFE and then like fundraisers for a lot of different things. She like worked with state parks to give talks on them because she could like pass things around and be like, this is an egg. This is a caterpillar. This is a butterfly. And it's so random because she's just like, she's an accountant. Like oh, <laughs> she doesn't really? necessarily, oh, yeah, it's like, so <laughs> it's just like so out of left field that she's just like randomly obsessed with butterflies. But yeah, I'm. I guess I'm not surprised that <laughs> they may have known each other through that whole butterfly thing. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, no, my mom is also a, a great lady, but she's a she's a character. Yeah, I feel like it definitely takes like a. You have to be in a certain sect of society in order to like be like, yay, my children should go to OCS. Like, yeah, what is this play? is the right thing? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess I managed her to manage to get her to you know, take me out of it, which is good, but, but absolutely, like, just to be at that point where, like, oh, yeah, like, this is a good option, like, this is definitely where I want my kids going, and the culture I want them is submersed in. Yeah, oh, let's, okay, I feel like we, we can do more to characterize OCS as well, because, like, so this, this school is in the basement of a church, like, kind of out on the edge of town, and, like, oh, god, did you, have you ever actually been to the church that's affiliated with the school? Um, you know, if I did, it was a long, long time Yeah, okay, ago. I forget that, like, you were so It was, young. like, still, it was Baptist, but it was, like, super traditional in yeah. a way still. No, it was so traditional, like, to the to the point where, like, all the men would wear suits to church, like, every day, I'm pretty sure. And, like... I believe that. Yeah, I definitely had some, like, really weird, like, misogynistic beliefs. And they were just... I think they were honestly, like, the most radically fundamental, like, fundamentalist church in our entire town. Oh, no, I wish I'd gone to like like understand that better though. That's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I've never been I had never been to like a church service there, but like you yeah. can you can tell by like what people say about it. Like people who are affiliated with the school, like what they would say about it. Oh sure. You, you, just, you just knew. Yeah, that makes sense. Second grade I did not like so we're we're back to OCS here. Uh so I was there till second grade and the third grade teacher just I just got bad vibes, I guess. It just wasn't it wasn't Love quite that. there. Um it's the best way I know how to describe that. Uh so I asked my parents to just like, you know, like what else can we do? So uh my mom homeschooled me from third to fourth grade and my sister actually started going to a public school in Washington actually. Um and I like we were picking up her one day and I was like, you know, like I think, you know, I, I think I could do this. Like this seems this seems nice. A lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids here. Uh so that's how I just like going to public school and like fifth grade was like absolute hell. Like I was like like I sat by a tree, like recessed every day. It was not good. It oh really yeah. Because like, I just like had It's no... like hard to adjust, yeah. Well it, it's crazy. Oh, and it's the cause... last year of elementary school, so they all know each yeah. other for four years. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, so it was, like, the worst time to, like, go in. Like, I was obviously a sheltered child. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know, like, slang or any, like, literally anything. Um, so I had no idea what was going on. And, like, thank God, like, a couple kids, like, befriended me. And, like, it got a lot better. But it was it was not good for a little bit. But then, yeah, I just just through high school. Um, and I guess the, the pipelines at Bethel University, again, was just, like, it was... 
yeah, it was a smaller campus. It had the degree I wanted. Uh, and I just, I just didn't really think much of like the covenant and stuff. Like, like I didn't, I was like, there's no way the culture is actually that weird. But I like to, like to say it's like once I got there, I was like, oh shit, like fifty percent of these people are, are serious about this and like actually care. But thankfully, I did not live with those people. Yeah, I feel like especially at um, at like universities, I always hear that there's a lot of people who are just like there because of some other convenience rather than because they actually want to go to a religious university or something like that. Like, absolutely yeah like so many people i knew were just like oh yeah i'm here for sports you know i'm here to play basketball just because like this works and i'm like okay weird but okay <laughs> yeah oh i forgot about that the sports that's like super common i think like a lot of people who end up going to small universities it's because they still want to like play sports which is like valid and makes sense yeah yeah absolutely like if that's like i, I mean i know a lot of people are always like okay this is a huge part of your life i get it like but it's also i feel like it's sometimes taking away from like what they could be and they're just like so dedicated to it but you know, I've, I've never been there. I've never been like, oh, wow, you know, I love baseball. Like, this is my life. Like, I've grown up with it, so I guess I can't really speak much into that. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal for a lot of people going to Bethel. Yeah, and so Bethel is in, like, a suburb of Minneapolis, right? So, oh, I guess yeah. uh, Owatonna, which is the town that we grew up in, is, like, an hour south of Minneapolis. So it's not really a suburb, but, like, we're, clo- we're very close to the metro area. But then, yeah, Bethel is in White Bear Lake, I think you said? Oh, no, I, I live in White Bear Lake. Oh. But, uh, Bethel's in, like, uh, do you know where, like, Roseville, Arden Hills is? like. Yeah, I know uh, where Roseville is. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, it's essentially in Roseville, yeah. So it's, like, right outside of Minneapolis, basically. Okay, yeah. So I'm guessing it's, like, mostly people from Minneapolis that go there. Or, like, they, yeah, like from Minnesota. I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's a good combination of, like, rich suburb, like, piece of shit kids and, like, <laughs> um. And, like, normies. Uh, no, literally, no, literally, like, okay, you're from Edina, I get it, okay, onward, or, like, you think you're hot shit because you're from Maple Grove, I don't know. But then there's, like, plenty of kids that were, like, out of state, you know, again, for, like, sports or whatever, and, like, a lot of my roommates were actually from monticello or like iowa and like they're actually really cool um so it was nice to i just got super lucky with like the combination like i could have easily like roomed up with other people and just absolutely hated it and probably dropped out yeah no it can be so oh yeah like when i went to college and i realized that everyone was just friends with like the people that they met their freshman year like on their floor i was like what like this is all completely just by random chance because i remember like trying to make a conscious effort to be like okay i'm not just gonna make friends with people because they live next door i'm gonna try to find people that i have like common interests with which is good yeah i know but it like didn't work like i mean i did it like like i went out (laughs) and found like friends that i had things in common with obviously but like i also was friends with the people like i spent most of my time with like just people who lived near me which is just so weird like how it's all just about convenience it's kind of just strange to think about that's true wait where uh what what dorm did you live in or like at least the area at madison for freshman year yeah, so I went to University of Wisconsin-Madison, and then freshman year I stayed in Aug, which is, like, in the southeast area, like, the downtown-ish. Oh, right, so not Lakeside. No, I never lived in Got Lakeside. It. Yeah, okay. at UW, there's, like, so for those who don't know that are listening, like, there's two different, like, campus areas, one of which is very, like, nature and by the lake, and it's, like, very beautiful in, like, the nature type of way. And then the southeast portion of the campus is more, like, I guess urban if you can say that madison wisconsin is urban (laughs) but like it's like more in the downtown area yeah and i always lived in the downtown area i literally spent like almost no time in the lakeshore nature area yeah yeah sorry i'm like i'm like doing these references like both my parents went there so like i was essentially grew up like going there constantly 
Damn, I didn't I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's a sweet place. Yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed my my time there, especially that in-state tuition was like really important for me. So goals. Oh, true. Absolutely. So what is like your approach to I we don't have to talk about this in detail if you don't want to, but I'm like for me, I feel like attending OCS and having this exposure to like an extremely Christian upbringing, like very much like ruined my relationship with religion and the way that I think about Christianity in in some ways. But I mean, if you were choosing to go to a religious school, um, like, and maybe continue to engage with it, like, how did you think through through that? Or how was that like similar or different for you? Um, oh, that's like, that's that a great point. Uh, can I ask, were, were you like going to church after OCS or like during somewhere else? I should know this, but no you definitely shouldn't know this like <laughs> um so i went to i went to ocs and this whole the whole time i was like going to church at a different like small church but then like it my my parents like moved churches a couple times and but right. they always forced like my brother and i to go so right. i got i got um exposure to like two three four different churches um so like i saw kind of like a variety of different experiences but I, there was Basically, the thing for me is that I feel like I was so young during the time that I was introduced to this and it was so, so hammered into me that like it's impossible for me to know whether or not something I think is an intuition or something that could be like something really meaningful is just basically brainwashing. Like every time I think, hey, maybe this is meaningful, I have to doubt it because I'm like, okay, well, my upbringing just leads me to believe this. That doesn't mean it's true. No, no, absolutely. I totally get what you're saying there. And I was just like... uh because I had, like, a completely different experience uh, compared to that. That's what I was kind of, like, asking to see, like, where you're coming from. So um, I'd say I'm re- actually really happy I only went to OCS for those uh, few years and because I feel like any longer than that, it would have gone that direction. would have been like, okay, this is, you know, this is fucked up. Like, um, like I don't want to be any part of this if this is what it's like. Uh, I think what kind of saved me there was um, going to Bethel Church. I, like, most of my friend group went there, and, like, I was lucky enough to, like, it was it's actually a pretty cool like if we're if we're talking about evangelical <laughs> like communities like it's actually a pretty sweet place i really love my youth, youth pastor and we had a bunch of essentially degenerates going to our youth group um and i say that in the most loving way possible i'm definitely uh one of included <laughs> in that um but it was a lot of guys that you know just like we're kind of like real with each other and uh you know just kind of like did their thing like yeah like we drink on weekends and we go uh you know we were we we're in the youth band too so i don't know it was it was a little bit of that, like, saving. It was like, oh, like, like these people are real. Like, we might like have different understandings of like what we're here for, but like, who cares? Yeah, I remember actually. Like, I went to Bethel like youth group a couple times on Wednesday nights. Oh, they shit. had a youth group because okay. they were known for being like the more progressive, like turned <laughs> up sort of like yes, sir. church. Yeah, so I guess that does make sense that if you had kind of like this more reasonable introduction to Christianity and religion, then it makes sense that you wouldn't just be like scared of it forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I, there's that, but like, also I feel like not now I just, I, I, I just don't care. You know, like I really am not involved in anything anymore as far as uh, spiritual things or like going to church. And I think it was definitely a part of it. So like uh, laissez-faire um, with that, with that church. And I mean, obviously I can't just like blame that on that or does it, you know, like at the point is like, does it really matter? Like where, like where, where I'm at with it is like 
you know what it is and it's my decision but i don't know it's an interesting i don't know where to go with this but it's like an interesting thing to think about yeah yeah i feel like it once it's a part of your life it's yeah it can be hard to know what to do with it because like especially with christianity a lot of it is just internal or like it has to do with like your relationship with god which doesn't necessarily have to manifest in any particular way like i don't know i feel like you can you can kind of talk yourself into or you can justify or you can believe that whatever behaviors are acceptable so it doesn't necessarily you know look like any one particular thing to like have those beliefs yeah no absolutely like you can i mean every yeah everybody's like quote faith is you know different of like where even you know regardless of religion regardless of whatever like whatever you you subscribe to um is really part of part of you and like what you're thinking and like you can go to church every weekend and it, you know it does it at the end it, it really doesn't matter like it's it's really what you think of it and like how you process it and how you incorporate it into your daily life yeah yeah so i want to read yeah, I want to read the the pledges that we had to say at oh, OCS yes. because this is my last like little, I just have to kind of put in my two cents about how OCS is like a cult and it's fucked up. So like every single day at 8.15 when, when we got into school, we would all like stand to the side of our desks. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, this is like, because it was every day. So like even yeah, if you only did it for a year, you'd totally understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first is just, like, the regular, like, Pledge Allegiance to the flag, which is, like, even that is weird. Like, in retrospect, I think they might even do that in, no, do they do that in public schools? They in definitely did that in public school. Yeah, when I switched, they were, they were still doing it. Oh, okay, because I don't think they did it, like, when I went to sixth grade public school, like, I don't think we did that. So maybe I guess they maybe they stopped, uh, well, yeah. or maybe I just I don't remember. I could have we did it in fifth grade, but, like, you could be right, too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, don't really remember. I mean, you just... I, at a certain point, you're just, like, saying the words and you don't know what they mean. But, yeah, like, it's like, oh, this is this part of my day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but the, the pledge to the Christian flag. So this is, I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior, for whose, the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. Oh, my God. Like, this is bringing back so much. Like, That's disgusting. Oh, my I, God. I, I to be six so years much. old and just repeating this Same every that. single day, like... To pledge allegiance to something is actually kind of a lot. Like, yeah. it, yeah, it, it never be. seems it was, deep yeah. at the time. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, like, to say um, that you're, like, permanently pledging your allegiance to this... The Christian flag. Yeah, the like, Christian flag. What's... I remember, like, the, the U.S. flag would be in one corner of the room and the Christian would be in the other. We'd turn from the right to the left, and then we would all whip out our Bibles from our desks and put our hands on them or something like that. Or maybe we would all look at the same Bible that the teacher was holding. I oh my god, yes, I'm like fabricating half of this. Yes, <laughs> I'm like no, you're not. I no, literally no, you're not like that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, okay, but but we didn't take out our our Bibles and like put our hands on them. I don't know. Okay, I'm like it was definitely the teacher. Like we like we stare like the teacher definitely did hold a Bible and we like stared at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you look at the Bible, but... and then in unison we all say, "I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Wow. All what, three of those every day. Oh, every day. <laughs> Imagine like walking, like what would you do now? Like if you walked in and just had to watch kids do that, like I would have an aneurysm. Oh that. my I, God. I, it would be otherworldly to see that happening. Yeah, no, it's crazy because I, I wonder if it seems like this couldn't really happen now. Like it's just too weird. True. But I yeah. wonder if that's just because I've changed or if like 
general perceptions of like how weird this is have changed. I feel like maybe it's a bit of both, but I feel like it's mostly me because I think if I went and talked to a fourth grader at OCS or even like a teacher at OCS and I said like, hey, this is kind of weird, don't you think? They'd be like, no. Yeah, they've done it forever. Like, why is it, like, why is it weird? Like, this is what we do. Yeah. yeah but it is. To me. <laughs> but, but, like, any outside view is like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So, you said that, like, did you have any sort of, like, religious requirements when you went to Bethel? Like, did you have to, like, go to chapel or, like, take a Bible class or something? Or was it totally just, like, um, different? Northwestern, you had to, like, scan in. You had to ID to chapel every day. But, no, like, there was, like, no requirement. I mean, okay, there were requirements. Like, you had to, like, the Covenant for Life um, definitely, like, said, like, okay, you have to be a Christian. You have to be, like, you know, like, be straight. Like, shit like that. Like, it was incredible. <laughs> I um, love that. You can, like, you can sign a document that. that says, like, I'm straight now. Like, if yeah, that if like, that worked, if that was gear. real, I would sign it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. It was it was the weirdest shit. Um. But as far as requirements, obviously we had like uh, there was like an intro to Bible class. There was um, you know, uh, you had to have like like a capstone Christian class in Christian theology. Um. But you no, know, you didn't like ever have to go to chapel, and obviously you could just like show up and get the grade at the classes and check out mentally every day. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm interested. I would not even be mad if someone made me take like a college level Bible class that had like a reasonable approach to like critically examining the Bible. I would I think that would be so fun. Cause did you yeah. did you take like your your Christian education there? Was it like not brainwashy in the way that like OCS um, was? It was. Um, you know, it really depended. Like you know, like you know this. Like it's it depends on the prof. It like completely depends on the prof as mm-hmm. like like what they're saying. If they're just like, here's a textbook, like go fuck yourself, um, <laughs> or uh, you know, actually like having drawn out theological conversations with the class and like engaging in thought, which like I'd say it was probably again like fi- I'm gonna keep saying like move fifty fifty, um, but it was uh, like my intro to Bible class was a joke. It's like okay, here memorize these passages, and I was like okay, I'm gonna prop this up on my backpack every day. I don't care. Uh, so that was like kind of meaningless, but like my Christian Theo prof was uh, adjunct and she was, she was awesome. Like we actually had good conversations and she like, it was like, all right, like, let's talk about this. Um, and coincidentally, I don't think she stuck around Bethel for very long, but uh, you know, I maybe mean, you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I know. That's like good to hear. Cause I feel like I always hear that kind of the higher you get it for the most part, like the more people are actually willing to critically engage with these things because you can't just like Absolutely. delude yourself through a, an entire PhD or something. Like it doesn't yeah. work like that. Like you people, can't fake it. Yeah, yeah. Usually at some point people are going to be like, Hey, you need to have like real reasons and do actual like research and whatever else. Um, yeah. No. Um, I, yeah. And I wish I like could have taken more of those classes um, because there are some really smart people there. Actually uh, one of the, one of the adjuncts uh, preached at Bethel for a while, Dan Rota. I don't know if you know that name. You might. Um, mm but he is like he is like one of the smartest people I know, um, and just really really down to earth. But there's yeah, like you said, like definitely the higher up you go, like the smaller class sizes, and like the more it's just like okay, we're just gonna come and have a conversation, which is definitely like there should be way more of that. Like it shouldn't just be like read this verse and you know what do you think about it. It should always be conversations, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Wait. Okay. This is so random, but I was just thinking yeah. about this yesterday. Do you know who Emma Mae Jenkins is? 
Okay, uh, your okay. I saw your dream blunt rotation. Yeah, yeah. So I tweeted about her. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, I know her. I know her. I know her. I was like, who is who is this? And uh, so no, I didn't. I I like googled her and like found out who she was. And like, <laughs> was there like conversion shit on her page? Or like, what was that? I don't know if she's. I don't. Who is she? I don't think she's like publicly like a conversion therapy stan or anything. But she's like uh, a Christian influencer with like the most unrelenting positive energy of all time like literally oh, just oh, like no ha- have you seen videos of her or no did you just like look up information i think like yes i've like seen yeah kind of yeah like, just, she has this video where passed her off as like a lot like just another like one of those a lot you know christian influencer girls yeah no it's so wild like she has this video where she's like god has smiled upon me and she like sings this entire song and then she like says this like prayer blessing and whatever else oh. And so, like, this is always... I have to remind myself that, like, not everyone is like that. Like, people can be normal. Like... That's true. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Who's the uh, who's the Duck Dynasty uh, Christian influencer girl? Oh, shit. I have no clue. I've never seen Duck Dynasty, actually. Oh, no, oh, no, no. You, you, okay. You would know this girl. I'll, I'll send it to you later. But, uh, like, say, again, oh, like, same lines. Like, it just got famous off of that. And, like, obviously the family's, like, like that's the thing. Like, conservative Christians. Um, So she, like, kind of took her platform and just, like, ran with it and made her own brand. It's also like super, yeah, like super, like sketchy, positively, like just a lot. Yeah, my, one of my friends that I go to school with, like here in Germany, that's from the U.S. Um, her Twitter handle is at Inside Job Twenty. She did the artwork for Oomphcast, but she was she had like a super super religious phase. And so yesterday we were talking, we took an edible, and then we were talking about like how it would actually be such an iconic grift to just like pretend that we were converting back and just like very publicly like go through this like Christian transformation or any religious transformation, honestly, and then just like post a bunch of content online about it because it seems like the, all you have to do is just like fit this one particular mold about like what it is to be a Christian influencer and just say certain things and people will like eat it up. True, like, yeah. Oh, can we talk about like a little Anthony in that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay. Wait, like, so let's let me give background information. So this Oh sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, I tweeted this thing that was like dream blunt rotation, which is like obviously a joke. Well, no, it's not a joke because I actually do <laughs> I really do want to like well, I don't really like smoking, but whatever. If if these four were in the same room, I would fuck it, I would smoke a blunt with them. So it was Emma Mae Jenkins, who's the influencer we were just talking about, and then Caitlin Covington who is like the Christian girl fall that if you've heard of the Christian girl fall meme, she's like the Christian girl fall icon. And it turns out that she's actually like not, she's very different from the other ones because she like votes blue and is like, like donated $500 to the like trans influencer who popularized her. So she's like, I don't know. She seems like very like nice and woke and whatever. I read an article about her. And then the third person was Christian Walker, who I talked about on last episode with Damien. And then the last person was, Oh, Lohanthony. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what are you wondering about Lohanthony? I'm not a Lohanthony historian, but we'll see. <laughs> well, no, I just, since you were talking about, like, uh, you know, changing, like, all of a sudden, like, flipping your brand and saying you're, like, you're, like, going oh. back to, like, because, like, I've, wasn't that, like, kind of what he did? Like, wasn't he, like, I don't know, I, I remember him just, like, being everywhere on the internet. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he was, like, like, posting Bible verses and, like, saying, like, what I did before was, like, messed up and I'm on a new path now and just, like, total 180. And I thought it was a bit. I totally thought it was a bit. And I don't think it is. I think he's, like, legit, like, 180 Yeah, I think it's real. Because, like, yeah, he was he was literally an influencer when he, before influencers were a thing, yeah. I feel like. Like, he like. He was, like, 13. He was the blueprints. Yeah, yeah. He was the blueprint for these influencers. 
just doing like like really like flamboyant shit online and then like he he ended up like coming out as gay and then yeah he took like a break from being online for i don't know how long and then came back and was like hey everyone like i'm changed um i had a drug addiction because i was like gay and something something and now i love god that, like, that, yep, that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know the details, but, like, those that's that's what's relevant. That's what you really need to know about Love Anthony. But, yeah, I also thought it was a joke at first. But, yeah, like, it's he took it too far, I think, for it to be a joke. Like, I don't think it's a joke at all. Because, like, yeah. that's, like... Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, convincing people... Well, I don't know if he does this, but, like, justifying, like, conversion therapy in... Hmm. I don't even know if I think that that's entirely problem. Uh, yeah, I guess that alone to me yeah, is not super good. problematic because I think like if you want to do that and you think it will work and you think it's worth it for you, then like yeah, do it. But like, sure. if if there's something like weird or co- coercive about the process or like the go about it in a way that seems forceful, then that is when to me it's wrong. I don't know. I don't have flushed out beliefs on the ethics of fucking conversion therapy, but I don't even know that what he's doing is that like crazy, crazy problematic. It's just weird. <laughs> to me yeah no absolutely it's I don't like think a 180 it's like, like you're saying yeah, messed up it's just uh, i just i was very taken aback and confused and i was like okay well I'm like i'm interested but yeah what the hell is going on yeah he's like suddenly a christian influencer out of nowhere he that's the pivot i'm i'm waiting for i mean like it's not really a pivot for me but like well yeah it's a pivot but like just pop out and be like here i am everyone like i'm a christian influencer now i've converted like it just seems so fun but i i'll never do it it's sad Ah, you, you say that. You say that. You never know. <laughs> like, I like won't be able to find a job after I graduate or something. I'll be like, damn, like now I got to become a Christian influencer. It's <laughs> my only option. This is the only avenue I can take. Well, I mean, I mean, there's worse. There's definitely worse. Yeah, I know. Like it genuinely sounds fun. Um, so let's talk about your life like after Bethel because I feel like I know nothing about it. Oh, so actually let's, let's explicitly mention um, like, well, I guess we're oomphs because we grew up in the same town. It's like not any deeper than that. Like we just knew who each other were since we were like 10 yeah. or like younger than that. Um, I was a huge influencer in high school. I'd like to say that's the main reason like I know about him. This much. <laughs> a high school influencer. Yikes. I truly, truly. I don't really know much about your, your like life after like high school. So like, I'm wondering what like what did you i don't even know things like what did you major in like what are are you working now you mentioned something about doing this audio mn like you have your own business project so i'm just curious about like what's going on in your life now because we we're in this like massive group chat together called music and networking that i started so like that's like my only contact with you ever so i feel like and i feel like i don't know much from that that's true no i i mean i i feel like i just never have anything to contribute when i do it's just like here and there but um I, God, I love that group message. It literally, it literally gives me life. I'm just like, all right, what's like? I feel so updated, uh, like just like being in it. Uh, and it's been going for how long? It's been over a year. Yeah, I know, like a really long time, like a weirdly yeah. long time. Yeah, impressive. And I just love that we like try to get it to move to Discord, but like, you know what? Like that will never work. It yeah, won't work it because, won't work. Like, you can't. Like it should. Like that'd be great, but yeah, we have too many gamophobic can, people. Yeah, I mean that's very. <laughs> well we, we tried but you know it's just because of the uh you know you can add and delete people and just share content so easily it's just the format like the format's not the greatest but like that's why it works yeah exactly and like we're all already on the twitter app anyway like right. to, to me that's what it is like i'm not gonna go open the discord app because i don't have a habit of doing that but like i definitely have a habit of opening the twitter app so like i'm already there absolutely 
Um, no, as, as far as like after, after high school. So yeah, I went to, I went to Bethel. Uh, I started in physics then hit calc two and it hit me like a truck. <laughs> um, so through, through a couple of changes, I'm doing uh, business analytics now. Um, and again, like, I don't know, I just, I, I was never like quite sold on Bethel. So like I took a couple like, like AKA gap semesters, but really I just like went to other colleges. Like I went to the youth for a semester. I like went to uh, like actually a, a larger community college for a semester. So I was like, screw it. Like, why not um, meet other people and get like other, like, uh, you know, you know, just like seeing what other things are about because the grass is always greener. Right. So I had to, had to yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, actually I'm still, I, because of, because of those things, I mean, just not really caring a lot. Uh, I'm actually graduating this spring with that. Um, and I've like, I've like done a bunch of it work, which is actually mm. funny. Cause I think a lot of people in M and N are in it. So it's a common thread there. So, yeah, yeah. um, so I've done that, but yeah, like my business, like super kind of again it's like a niche thing um like believe it or not like stereos from the 70s like back when like music and was like huge are back in like and like expensive and someone needs to like fix them so i do that i literally just like fix stereos for like middle-aged weird guys oh my god wait that's like, such a that's the gig that's so specific how did you learn like the necessary skills to be able to do that uh, that's a great question. Oh, no, I was, dude, I was that weird kid. I, my dad was like, he was an EE. Uh, he, he works at, like SPX Bosch. Um, so like he taught me about like schematics and like electronics and whatever. So I was like 10, uh, I was like 10 years old and tearing apart printers, you know, like computers or whatever, get my hands on. Like, just, okay. like I was like, how is it work kid? So like, I kind of, I kind of was like started from that and I've always been interested in like audio and I, you know, I mixed for like the high school sometimes and my, uh, my youth group. So like, it was like that part and that part. And I started flipping gear actually when I moved to college for some like just quick cash. And it turned into word of mouth. I was like, oh wait, you can fix these. I'm like, yeah, he's like, well, I flipped these. and I don't know how to fix them, but like I have a bunch that need, you know, to be working against, I can make the most amount of money. I'm like, okay, bet, you know. Yeah, that's like such a, that's such a specific thing to be able to do, especially just like based on, like you said, like your dad had you, you were like taking things apart when you were 10, because I remember doing the same thing. Like if we had some old computer that wouldn't work, I'd be like, ha ha ha. Like, I'm going to be this, like this STEM genius and like unscrew some <laughs> shit and like look at it. But I never actually learned anything from it. Like I was just like fucking around, you know, like I would just like tear STEM. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally me querying STEM when I was like 10, like I would just take it apart Incredible. and be like, okay, cool. What now? And then throw it away. Like I never learned sure. anything from it. Cause I, I mean, I did look the at same it. thing. You know, I'm not gonna learn jack shit from taking apart a printer. Like, oh, ribbon cable, cool. You know, <laughs> move on. I mean, I that no, that's farther than I went. Being able to identify like what a certain cable is, like you already kind of won. Sure, that's okay. That's fair, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's like a super super specific weird thing, but it like it worked out, and like I'm like too busy now, and I can't wait to just be done with it. Actually, um, yeah, like my it's like I hate it. like I'm gonna plug it here, but like I got audio like, app, like I have like twelve thousand followers somehow. Oh, work. Yeah, and it just completely blew my mind. I started like sophomore year just for like fun, just like to post like all my projects, and it kind of blew up. Um, but you know, it's it's like kind of it kind of sucks working at home like alone, no coworkers, like no communication, like it's it's just me. Uh, so like that's starting to get to me. So I'm eventually just gonna like you know hit the market and you know see what see what normal jobs are out there but yeah so. yeah so you're done in the spring and then you can start doing that yeah. and you said you're doing like business analytics 
yeah yeah you know i'm not i'm not really sure where to go with that you know like i've always like like this has been like a random opportunity so like i've been like trying to like help my mindset just be like okay like let's just like talk to people and even if this job just sounds like stupid like if it sounds if it even like it was remotely interesting and it seems like kind of check the boxes like go for it like just like be open to like those doors appearing um so yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do i've met a lot of people through the the stereo business and uh you know i'm probably just be like hey you want to grab coffee also can you hire me you know like yeah yeah like stay in that yeah i feel like if you already have like people who know who you are and all of that in that sphere then it yeah, it shouldn't be that difficult to like. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. COVID navigate. has made things weird too. You know, like I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not in a rush to, you know, work remotely and never meet people at a new job. So I don't know where I'm at with it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> if I had a, an actual like marketable skill that I could do something with like on my own, I would definitely pursue that over like getting a normal, like the type of jobs that I got. So you kind of won (laughs) oh yeah in a way i feel like i don't have the ability to like operate if i'm not like given an external structure you know like if you throw me out into the world and just say like hey make money i need i have to rely on like some massive corporate machine in order to like survive which is like really sad i mean like that's like uh, that's just how like some people are though like that's just like your personality or okay so not your personality but you know like you like that's just how it works yeah yeah like honestly like the to me though it it literally is like okay if i had one skill like literally one skill like refer i mean not not to say that this is like easy to learn by any means or anything like that but it it is like a very specific thing and so the fact that you've like just because you're able to refurbish these things like you can like make money off of it and like kind of be self-sufficient is like a massive serve I mean, but I mean, you definitely like have an entrepreneurial spirit though, too. Like with like with all your content and everything like that's like <laughs> that, like you can't tell me that's not like along the same lines. Like, is it making like money consistently? Like, is it, it making good? money ever? No. I mean, <laughs> come on, your book, your book's best selling. Oh my God. So um, true. I got, <laughs> I got fucking terrified when I realized like, cause I sold, I mean like this isn't a lot of copies in the grand scheme of things, but I sold like over a hundred copies and I was like, wait a minute, like people collectively sunk over $500 into my book. Like that's fucking like, I, I feel guilty about that almost. (laughs) I can't be no, why? That's nothing like, no, here, plug it right now. He's like, yeah, it's not abstraction. It's literally just lying by quasi Matt. Get it on Amazon. It's five bucks. So true. Free shipping. Please, please get a couple (laughs) copies. Leave them at all your friends' houses. That's so true. The, The book is incredible. I have read it like, twice now i think and i need to pick it up for a third time because there's just like so much like again like content yeah yeah it's just so deep i think it's so funny like i just because now i'm doing this thing that like it's a new thing for me and i don't know i might change it or something but i like do this little newsletter thing called no backspace where i just type and i don't press backspace at all and i just say whatever comes to mind and i type really fast and it's like so fun because I'm so used to like being in school and having to write all this analytical stuff where I have to like evaluate whether or not I'm making a good argument and everything has to be perfect and whatever and this is just like radically in the other direction like I literally just sit down and like tap 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 on my keyboard and then just like never think about it ever again it's like so fun like I'm obsessed with the methods of like writing these things like because I know that the product isn't like revolutionary because it's literally just like me just like literally spitting out thoughts but it's like so fun to do and also with oomphcast like it's so fun to do like it requires no thought i just like sit down and like talk to people (laughs) no absolutely like no yeah like the medium the medium of like that backspace yeah i mean 
um, that connects to with my mom's a freelance writer, and one of the things she's definitely said is just like it, it, you know, most of the time it doesn't like it's just getting it out there. It's just like, you know, just letting your brain just just dive into the you know whatever whatever you're typing typing down, just getting it out instead of like wondering like oh like you said like you're you're so used to typing like analytical papers and just things that like have to make sense like constantly, and like that that gets old. Like that's no way to express you know like your thoughts and get things out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because uh, oftentimes, like, like people say, like, dr uh, what is it, write drunk, edit sober, because like, it, it is really difficult, I think, to just like, let everything flow. And then like, yeah, because a lot of people tell you not to do that, because you don't, or like, I feel like the way that writing is taught, it's not natural to do that, because they want everything to kind of like, make sense from the start. But yeah, even when I'm writing like a really, like, serious or rigorously analytical, like philosophy paper or something, I always start by just like, literally just typing as fast as possible because I find that it's really helpful to like have actual ideas and not get tripped up because that's also why I really another reason why I enjoy like oomphcast and just talking because you can't like dwell on things like you can't go back and revise thing I mean yeah I can edit audio but like when you're speaking it's a very different thought process because you can't be meticulous and I think sometimes I'm too meticulous when I write so this is like an interesting way to just like say shit and then not not be allowed to care about it <laughs> True, yeah, just have, like, your thoughts out there, and, like, even, like, uh, your, your typing thing, just, like, just, like, letting it loose, like, that, like, that sounds scary to me, like, that literally just, like, I don't know, like, I would just, like, have a mental pause of just, like, okay, what do I say, like, I'm just, you know, uh, so that's, like, crazy that you got past that, and you can just do that, honestly, I feel like that's such a huge step. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if it, like, goes anywhere. I, I can, like, write, like, thousands of words in, like, a very short time period, but, yeah, a lot of it is just, like, really corny and stupid, because I'll be, I'll just be thinking about, like, fucking blady or something for like the longest time it's like okay no one wants to read 500 words about like literally like sometimes I'll, I'll sit down and write and the only thing i'll be able to think about are like lyrics to a rap song or something so i'll just start typing out the lyrics because that's what's in my head and like i just yeah. do it like automatically and then i'm like wait a minute like this is not this is not original thought like these are literally just lyrics that are trapped in my brain like yikes but i mean you're but you're getting about and it's gonna like it's gonna lead somewhere like eventually uh, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, th I definitely think, like, that's a healthy, like, progressive, like, super progressive thing to do, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, I, I hope it goes somewhere, but, like, yeah, I enjoy the process, so it's whatever. Um, Absolutely. But we were talking earlier about music, and you said that, like, you kind of got into 100 Gex. I mentioned Blady, so I don't, like, are you actually, are you yeah. into Blady or no? I was actually going to say something about that. Oh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I, like, I appreciate what he does. It takes a lot of effort. <laughs> it does. It does. And it's like, okay, and, like, yeah, I know you already talked this with uh, Alex, but it's, like, on the verge of, like, okay, it's, like, it's bad, but, like, it's good. Like, he, like, like do they know what they're doing that I, like, appreciate it? Also, I'm, like, upset that you're not, like, more into Young Lean because, like, I love Young Lean. Yeah, I I do want to make, like, a an effort to get into Young Lean a little bit because I feel like I just, I associate him with his, like, Arizona iced tea aesthetic, like, right. era, which, like, was cool and, like, defined a certain period, but then got, like, to me, kind of got, like, really corny really fast. And so I'm just, like weirdly stuck on just associating him with that and for some reason i'm like you know it's hard for me to get over that and be like oh this is like genuine or oh, absolutely yeah. yeah like what does this mean have you uh have you checked out his side projects i think you have like yeah like, yeah yeah i have i actually i don't really like that one i don't think like i i definitely think i i am more um i enjoy his like actual young lean music more than that sure. project yeah yeah he wait okay clarification is he actually in drain gang 
Um, I don't know. Or is he actually, just like a, associated. I feel like he's just associated because when I think, okay. I don't know. There's like all these different groups. Like Blady says that there's like Drain Gang, and then there's like SBE and Shield Gang, and all these. Like they just have like all oh, these right, random right, right. names. Sad Boys. Right. Yeah, yeah, Sad Boys. Like I don't even know like who's in them honestly i don't really care like I, I just want them all that's to release fair. music that's what i care about like lady okay, echo 2k typo digital just put out music constantly and i will listen to everything that's all i want <laughs> okay yes echo 2k's uh the e album it's holy so shit. good it has holy shit yeah i was just talking to my friend about this like yesterday it has so much like i feel like it has so much um like silence like it has a lot of empty space it's very like vacuous yeah. But somehow it, it's not boring because a lot of times if there's like a lot of silence or something feels like it's kind of ambient, it gets really boring quickly. Yeah. But his somehow doesn't because what is there's like one song where it's just like a drum beat that's like dun 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 dun. dun yes. Dun, oh yeah. Dun, what dun, is dun, it? Um, for like the uh, longest time. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. That is one of my favorite on the album. Like. Yeah. There's like uh, almost a, nothing a, a, happening. Power line. Yeah. Yeah. Triple yeah. A power line is like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like almost nothing going on, but somehow it's like still in, like, I never skip it even though there's super repetitive. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I think like, this is like the new pop, like this is where it's going to go. And so many of these songs, I'm like, okay, you could have added like a minute to this and I'd still be down. Like, this is still good. Yeah. Yeah. Although I kind of do like that music is trending towards having like much shorter, just sound um, bites. Yeah. Yeah. Like just shorter quicker. songs. Yeah. Because I, like, I definitely do get, like, kind of bored. Well, I don't know. It's, like, I want to say that I get bored of songs, but also, like, I'll put a song on repeat and then listen to it 20 times in a row, so clearly not. So I, I don't... That's, that's different, though, I'd say. To listen to the same song, like, yeah, for yeah, an hour. Yeah, or then just a long song. I think that's a completely different thing. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I don't think it's, like, totally and completely different, but it's well, definitely, yeah, like... That's... You get more more repetition, more familiarity if this song if this song is shorter. Yeah, like if you told me like you listen to a three minute song and repeat or like a six minute song and repeat, I think like I'd be like, okay, what the fuck, a six minute song or like it is it that <laughs> good? Like, there's no way. Yeah, that's true. It's hard for the whole song to be good when it's really long. But if yeah. it's like one minute, then it's like okay, yeah, the Super entire song easy to repeat. Be good. You're like, okay, run it back. Yeah, like that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can like captivate you for a long time. Yeah, like oh. the Emily, uh, <laughs> Emily Montez, <laughs> like that, yeah. like the, 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 how many times have you listened to the album? Oh, we're talking about Alex, I'm talking about Alex again. Yeah, I don't know, like a thousand it's in like, a day. There's a thousand streams in one day, like that's unbelievable to me, like, yeah, I respect that so much. What is like your, more generally, like what type of music do you listen to besides Blady? Um, I mean, yeah, there's a decent amount of cloud rap, uh, you know, uh, do you, do you know who Jackson Anderson is? Yeah, went to high school with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks so. Uh, I'd like to shout him out for like just putting me on like to. I'd say he was like the, one of the biggest music influencers in my life as far as like where I am now with it because it's like a huge part of my life, which sounds ridiculous, but it absolutely is. Yeah. Same. Um, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. I think that's like really normal. <laughs> I, well, I hope so. Uh, but I don't know. It started. I'd like to say like started at like basic like indie rock, and by indie rock I mean like just alternative. Um, <laughs> And then from there, like, I had, a, like, a solid rap phase. And now, I don't know, I listen to, God, I listen to, like, everything. Like, um, uh, you know, I think this was a, you shared this, actually, Midwest. Uh, oh, yeah. X, like, I'm totally onto him. Like, he's got great songs. Um, yeah, the, the, the production, you know, the Midwest production, like, crazy. the bass is, like, insane. Like, he does crazy yeah. shit with the bass. I don't know if he's the producer, too. I, I honestly don't I, know. I think but, he is, actually. I think he's, like, 17, too. I think it's Yeah, crazy. that's what, like, when all these, like, really, really young 
kids are like good at production i'm like how did this happen like how are you yeah, doing this just i mean i guess they just sat in that i mean i know kids that are from high school are like super good at guitar i'm like what'd you do he's like oh yeah i don't really have any friends i just sat in my bedroom for like eight hours a day i'm like oh well all right that makes sense um <laughs> so i think it's like partly that but yeah no it's incredible i feel like such a piece of shit when like these yeah like that like that kid like he's 17 he's just like making baller music i'm like okay what have i done with my life absolutely nothing yeah i know it is kind of like crazy like yeah it's weird to think about also if there are any music producers uh that are listening that want to be on oomphcast i would actually really love to talk to you about that it seems like really interesting and i don't know anything about it so hit me up that'd be a sweet guest absolutely um but yeah, yeah well, I don't know. you were talking about jackson like i think he actually he has actually put me on to like a couple artists as well i don't remember i wish i remembered like specifically but yeah like there there's always people out there who like have a knack for just discovering new music all the time there's like people that i really trust to like find like really good shit I feel like those, those people are honestly, like, so brave. They're heroes. They're, like, putting in the work. Yeah, no, I just consume. I'm just here to consume and, like, I, like <laughs> occasionally share, I, like, curate shit. I'm like, okay, like, this is good, but we can make it better. Um, Do you, like, listen to, like, 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 say, like, Poppy and stuff? I'm actually super interested in, like, Poppy's backstory, if you, know, if you know who that is. So I know who Poppy is, but I actually, like, don't know. I don't really listen to her music, and I don't really know anything about her. She just, like, acts weird, like she's a robot or something like that. That's, like, yeah. the extent of my knowledge about her. No, watch the uh watch the i'm poppy video on youtube uh it's i don't know i like I, it's like a huge performance act but like she did a great job of it oh yeah and i think like, i think really i may have actually seen this is it is it literally just like her like staring directly into the camera and saying i'm poppy like yeah. multiple times or yeah something? literally like just different angles just like i'm poppy i'm poppy i'm poppy and it's just like at, at some point just like i want to like my brain's about to explode <laughs> and it's like a super basic bit but then she did like a bunch of videos like in addition to it and like she keeps character like all the time and even in interviews and people are like what the fuck and she's like no this is me i'm like i don't know it's just like so interesting to me because i don't really think there's anybody like her out there that's doing that yeah the the whole idea of having like a, a music persona i think is like way more common than people think it is just based on like a few artists that i've talked to about it or like people who are like kind of familiar with the industry because i know like like riffraff comes to mind like he's yes. always just like like that's I highly doubt that he's actually like that. Like, no, no. yeah, it's like all a performance. But like, how do you keep that separate? Because I feel like he's in character like so much. Like he, or maybe maybe he's just doing a really like that good of a job that I think he's like who he is. Because I think he's incredible. I, I don't even really like listen to him, but like I just think what he's done with his persona and using it for media coverage is so great. Yeah, he. It seems like he did kind of like pioneer some of that stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna endorse everything that he does as an artist because oh, he's God, definitely no. done some like no, fucking problematic shit. Not. <laughs> no. sorry i didn't mean to, like, i didn't mean to insinuate that at all no yeah, yeah i know i knew you weren't saying that but i just like like yeah it's like i've definitely heard some like really bad things about riffraff so i'm not gonna be like yeah. he's a great person yeah. <laughs> yeah i agree love him yeah um but i feel like that's like the the double side of like music too like there's always gonna be some like backstory shit that you're like oh oh god okay you know yeah oh yeah like the, it's it's also very common i i was talking about uh, Waka Flocka with someone recently because I guess yeah. like he ha you know he has all this like really turned up music obviously that like people really liked especially like in when I was in college like Waka Flocka was like a big thing oh really okay yeah or at least like especially like people in Greek life seem to be like really obsessed with Waka Flocka for some reason That's weird. um well actually and for some reason it's because like he goes to frat parties whenever he like he would like come to <laughs> Madison for his show yeah and he would like go to the frat parties and they'd be like oh my god so cool um but he apparently is like he's a vegan 
and is like really like socially conscious and all this other stuff and just like things that you wouldn't like stereotypically expect from like a really turned up rapper so i think that's really interesting i think like probably a lot of artists are performing this like super turned up you know like they have their brand yeah like their their music sales rely on them like basically being an alcoholic drug addict at all times which is like really sad but yeah pretty fucked up but i mean yeah isn't that like i feel it's like like you're saying like that's kind of like the norm now like okay you have to like put on a show or else uh you don't get the streams yeah yeah exactly like you you have to have like a persona like a digestible persona as well i guess like some people don't though because now there's like do you know anything about corpse husband i've seen tweets about this but i do not know what's going on Uh, i wish i did I really wish I did. Yeah, like people are like infatuated with him, like uh, with the, like the snippet of his voice. Like, yeah, I don't know who he is or does he see he releases music or? I think so. I think he's a musician. He has like a bunch of like millions of followers, but I- I've never heard a song by him, so I could be wrong. No, actually, me neither. I don't know. Well, like, I'm on Spotify right now. I guess I can just. Yeah, because he's if if he releases music, then it's giving me like marshmallow vibes, where like you don't even have like your uh, brand is just like not be a person. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that is yeah, uh, like Dead Mouth Five and Marshmallow. Vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah. There we go. It, it, yeah. He's pretty popular. His top song has 113 uh, million streams. Oh shit! Which is kind of wild because like like legit same here. I really haven't heard. I don't think I've heard a song by him or like heard of him IRL, but. Yeah, same. Like, I'm, I mean, I never, why would I hear of him IRL, I guess? I'm, like, literally not in America, and I don't ever consume, oh, like, normal people media. So, I guess, like, is yeah. Is this normal people, like, is this normal shit? To me, like, like 100 million streams kind of means, like, yeah, it's, it's like, a mainstream thing, right? Like, I would think. Yeah. Or, like, it's a subset. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. Like, there's some. listen to Young Gravy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wait, Young Gravy, like, went to my school, which is really weird. I never, like, talked to him or interacted with him or anything. But it's just kind of crazy, like, he's, like, a normal guy from, like, Wisconsin and just started making, yeah. like, weird rap music. No, I've, like, heard great things about him as a person because, like, yeah, yeah he same, like, grew up in actually. Rochester. And I think I I think I have a friend that, like, sort of knows him um, or, like, you know, went to, like, showed up at a couple of parties with him. Um, but, yeah, now he's, like, huge. Yeah, didn't he, like, uh, what did he, he got a, what degree did he get at Madison? I have no clue. Probably. Like something business, but it's. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I just think his backstory is cool. Yeah, definitely, like, a normal-ass person, which is, like, yeah, yeah, like, nice to hear every once in a while that, like, a normal person has, like, popped (laughs) off. Because his new, I think I saw, I didn't listen to it, but I saw that he has a song with, like, literally Lil Wayne. Yeah, he, like, just released it. Actually, that's the song this girl is listening to. Yeah, like, what Um, the hell? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd say if someone's gonna, like, randomly jump on a track of a new artist, it probably is Lil Wayne. Like, he's, like, just there for a check or, like, screw it. Yeah, at this point, I don't know, because he's, like, he is sad, obviously. Like, his yeah. name, every like, the name recognition that he has is, like, crazy. But Sweet. he's also kind of, like, like, he's not a has-been, obviously. But, like, yeah. he's not as popular or as, like, trendy as he once was. So I feel like, yeah, he has the freedom to just kind of, like, fuck around and do whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I don't even, like, listen to his music, really. But, like, I have crazy respect for him as, like, far as, like, what he's done and, like how he on the come up and stuff it's crazy and like at one point i heard like he doesn't write down his raps like he just like it's all in the head i'm like that's that's crazy to me yeah i mean i like literally don't believe that but (laughs) yeah no me there's no way he has so many songs (laughs) if it's true then go off go off king 
Yeah. Are you also, I'm, I'm trying to, are you also like a musician? Do you play an instrument or something or no? Yeah. Uh, I play guitar. I was in choir for a bit and drums sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I seemed, I feel like I associated you with guitar before. Um, so like, what have you done with that? Is it like something that you're really actively doing or is it just more yeah. of like a side hobby? It was like when I got to play, like, that was another thing I loved about youth group is like, I got to like, you know, use my talent and like, you know, perform, um, with that but i don't, I don't i i've always wanted to i've always wanted to especially with my love for music i'm like okay i wish i could, like could create something but like i've just like gotten to the part where i'm like i can't do that you know like i like either i don't have enough time or enough talent right now but i just like i've tried it doesn't work <laughs> like have you ever done like like try to actually record something or is it mostly just about like um like performance oriented stuff um no i have like i have like tried to record stuff and whatnot but it's it's always been like it's, it's been very little original stuff that i mean that's like my roadblock is just coming up with something original because i feel like like listening all this stuff i'm like okay how the hell am i gonna come up with something that's like i can feel good about because it's like different than anything out there but yeah um, but yeah no i like i really get a get a kick out of honestly performing just because i i feel like there's definitely a personal connection it's like okay people are like enjoying this like i'm doing something for you know this uh, crowd i guess but um you know i really i do actually really like that and feeling engaged with uh whatever i'm playing yeah yeah that's super cool i actually miss like i i haven't done so like i was really into choir when yeah i was I in, like, you're a killer singer high school yeah and like i just like haven't done it literally since high school i think i did i was in choir for like one semester <laughs> and then i was like in yeah in madison and then like i was just like um okay like I, I don't know like I just did not get I guess like people there didn't literally like people there took it less seriously than we had taken it in high school which to me was like what like we're not even good like what how are why you like this? yeah like why is like no one yeah. trying at all and so I was like okay this isn't for me and then I just yeah. like blasted out of there but I do think it's interesting like what you said about um how it it feels very like really difficult to come up with something original because I think like yeah it seems like we're gonna get to the point where there are like we've used every melody or something or you know it's like really difficult to yeah. come up with new stuff but like to me the new frontier is like well it's not a new frontier but like kind of what everyone all the people that i think are putting out innovative music are like sound designers and they're not using new melodies but they're like literally creating new sounds like because that's what like sophie does and that's what a lot of like hyper pop right. people do yeah and like it just it so happens that's like i'd say like kind of leans abrasive or well maybe it's just abrasive because like it's new Cause like we have like we haven't heard this before, but yeah, I know absolutely. They're just they're just they're changing the landscape. Yeah, yeah. I think like I don't know if it needs to be abrasive, but it does feel like a lot of the songs or a lot of like the sounds that have been popular in music for a long time are are very soft, like an organ type yeah. sound or even like synth sounds are often like really soft. So just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm just like referring to it as if I admit, like it definitely is abrasive to me. I'd say for the most part, but like if I played it for like any of my like the vast majority of my friends, like if I play like a Charlie XCS song, they'd be like, okay, uh, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, it's definitely like it's yeah. like that's just objectively like, abrasive. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think like because when um when Sophie and you're like familiar with Sophie's music, right? absolutely yeah 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 Yeah. okay so like when sophie um passed i like had this like emo moment and just like went crazy and like bought this like mach the machine that she used to like sound design and i've been like trying to learn how to use it and like 
oh my god it's so 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 complicated and like so deep you have to know all this shit to be able to do it like i have a whole new respect because like i will literally sit down for hours to try to like like make a sound that is interesting yeah. in any way and like i literally will spend hours on it and i'll get nowhere is I'm it like, like an ovation oh or it's gotta be it's gotta be way crazier than that like what is it so it's called a mono machine it's by electron yeah. and it's like really old Oh, electron sure 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 yeah yeah it's like literally so old and they discontinued them so i had to buy it resale which is why it costs like a million dollars but ooh, is this is this like within the realm of things that you know how to like refurbish and stuff or not really like i'm guessing you're at least somewhat familiar because it's in the same lane um like like sort of like no i'm i'm so busy these days like i'm like okay if it's not something i know like sorry maybe later you'll just um, say no <laughs> yeah. yeah no literally um yeah because i'm so backed up but um but i definitely like know about this stuff from like running live sound i'm super interested in like programming and like i've tried to learn like i mean i i essentially do know like logic and stuff but that's so cool like that's also something i want to know i bought like keyboards and like sold them because i just like get frustrated that i can't like you know make anything useful but yeah, the learning curve is, like, so wild on this type of it's stuff. Crazy. Wait, wait, so you literally, I didn't catch this before, you literally have, like, backed up orders on fucking refurbishing. <laughs> oh, yeah, these... yeah, yeah. I'm, like, uh, I was a month out before, like, I was even, like, bring it over. But now it's it's getting better now. I've, I'm being caught up. I was in, like, a, a funk the last week, but now we're, we're back on the grind. So, but, yeah, I'm literally, like, I'm literally, there's a wait list. And no, any place you call in the obviously like this is kind of like foreign knowledge but any place in the in the entire u.s like there's not that many places that do this um they're all like they, most of them will probably tell you just like uh try somewhere else like they want to like take your take your order or whatever holy shit so there's like That's a crazy. really i would not expect that there would be like a high demand for this but apparently yeah. like it's well, totally it's vinyl it's because vinyl's back oh yeah you know, so then like everything that came with that. So like it's kind of the new trendy thing. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I know like everybody that can repair this stuff is like either like dead or dying or gonna retire. Um, and it's like back for like like the kid like the kids in Uptown, you know. So yeah. Um, oh my God. You should like prevent like purposely put like um false information online about how to refurbish things so that like all your <laughs> competitors just like fuck up and break everyone's stuff, and then you can hike your prices up by like ten times. We love that's to true. price gouge. We love the economy. We love I competition. Should. I should. But that's, <laughs> I mean, that's how I made a name for myself is because, like, I do it cheaper than everybody else. And I'm, like, I try to have, like, a personal connection with everybody because I do say no to a lot of people. But, no, I agree. I, like, everybody's, like, oh, why don't you do videos? And I'm, like, that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see where it takes me. Have yeah. you done videos or as far as, like, content? Like, like, I'm talking, like, actual, like, you know, 20, 30-minute absolutely not no okay. i mean any, basically anything that like requires um knowledge of how to use software like serious um ideation that take you know like planning that yep. would take more than 30 minutes or something like that like no You're out. yeah That's fair. i mean That's i don't know if i want to keep doing that like because i definitely feel like there are certain things that i could do where like okay if i put some effort into it i could like make something that's actually cool but yeah. It's so much more fun to like just dabble in things, I feel like. Yeah, it's really fun to just fuck around. But yeah, I don't know. I also feel like it would be nice to like actually commit to something for once in my life because even like <laughs> even like my jobs and stuff, like I don't take them seriously. So like maybe I should find something, you know. I mean I think it'll kinda of click if you do find that that thing. Maybe it doesn't even need to be found, you know. Yeah, true. Like I I'm trying to do that. I've actually been thinking recently, this is like totally a tangent, but I've been thinking recently about like 
um, just staying. I, my original plan was to move back to the U.S. after I was done with school in Germany, but I've been thinking about like potentially staying here and just trying to freelance, like freelance write. Right. I want to yeah. like start doing like um, journalistic writing, which is like something I've been wanting to start for a really long time. But here it's just so it's like actually feasible to live as a freelancer versus like if I move back to the U.S., I would really only want to live, oh. live in New York. And like, yeah. that's not going to happen. Like, I'm not, not going to make enough money yeah. as a freelancer to like live there. So that's so hard. Yeah. yeah. No, that sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like, did you say like over there, there's just kind of like if you fail, you're like, oh, well, all right, we'll see you next semester. Yeah, it's crazy. I think like so my episode with with Till, which it will be the previous episode, but it's not out yet. Yeah. Um, Got it. But we talk about the like the German education system and like, yeah, you literally just like you can just fail a class and it's like super normal and they don't care at all. It doesn't count negatively against you at all. You just have to wait until the next time they offer the exam and then just like take it then. So it's super weird. It's like really difficult for me because I really need like pressure in order to do anything. Like I need like extreme pressure because I used to just like pull all nighters and study for like a million hours right before my exam in undergrad but here I can, it's always in the back of my mind like hey like you don't have to torture yourself because you can just, you just like retake it, it. <laughs> so it's like really 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 difficult for me because I like can't force myself to do it because I know other, there's a second chance so it sounds good like oh like it's very forgiving but also it's like not good for me <laughs> no I took completely here I would be the same way I need to be someone like I need someone breathing in on my back being like okay you need to get like get on this you know don't push it off or do something simpler yeah that's so interesting like the, the, the stigmas are different over there about like filling classes yeah yeah it's super normal yeah some people like sometimes you actually want to fail because like say for example you pass and you get like what would be the equivalent of a c or something like it then you like you have a limited number of retakes like you can't just get a b in in every class and then retake it and get an a because like actually i don't know what the logic is behind that but like if you fail it you can retake it as many times as you want but if you just get like a a grade that you're not happy with then you can't just like repeatedly like keep doing keep going until you get an a or something so a lot of people will like intentionally and like till was telling me this like intentionally just x out their exam like just put x's on the pages and be like fit like they just want to fail because they know that they're not like if they if they want a b or whatever and they feel like their performance is only going to warrant a c then they'll just be like okay well give me an f then (laughs) so i can try again yeah right 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 right. yeah instead we're here like you can just take them until your brain falls out it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. Okay, interesting. Thanks so much, Isaac, for being on. For everyone who's listening, if you want to follow him on Twitter, of course, his Twitter handle will be, like, the title of this episode. But just so you know, it's at Isaac Vandazandi. Wait, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. <laughs> so follow him on there if you're interested. Um, and thank you so much, Isaac, for being on. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And to those who are listening, thank you once again for tuning in to OomphCast. If you have any feedback or if you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Peace.
Okay, fuck. I'm gonna have to edit. I'm gonna have to edit this way more than I've edited. That's a lot of edits. I kept, I'm sorry. Yeah, I kept fucking up. <laughs> but whatever, sorry, whatever. Guys. It's like really easy to edit. So perfect. Cool. Hey, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on. I'm gonna wait.